When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Matt Q, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Max Verstappen dominated qualifying at the Spanish Grand Prix today at Barcelona and Autosport Grand Prix at Alex Kalinorkas and I were there to witness what was a really interesting session even if the end result was very familiar. Alex, why don't you set the scene for us? Uh, we were lucky enough to go trackside, a few bolts of lightning, some rumbles of thunder. So how did today pan out uh, from the track, you know, with weather having quite the impact? <laughs> yes, Matt. Well, we know that uh, quite a bit better than most of the people. Well, actually, yeah, in the media centre at the very least, obviously the fans out watching in the grandstands and uh, and uh, the various sort of hillside vantage points around this uh, lovely venue. Um, we'll know this very well indeed. It was uh, it was quite the weather impacted day. We went out to watch trackside in FP3. We had seen the clouds building up. We had brought our jackets with us. You were lent one by a very kind press room colleague who works for Sky Sports, my mate Sam. So fair enough for that. Uh, and you, you snuck in a, a, an umbrella as well, which we were at one stage was rather worrying uh, might attract some lightning because it was thunderstorms. It was really was building up over the distance around the penultimate corners. It really looked like the track was set to get quite the dousing. So action pack starts to FP3 until Logan Sargent uh, ditched it into into the into the gravel on the outside of the final corner that's of course a big focus point we'll talk about that later on um, but yeah and then uh, th- 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 that session was was really impacted by the rain but uh, it didn't uh, didn't affect the result too much or anything like that um, uh, Verstappen Verstappen on top thanks to his laps uh, early on in FP3 but the rain it was looking like it was going to do something similar at the start of qualifying clouds building up very heavy sort of coming from a different part this time around it's come from the southern part of the circuit the north part in fp3 uh, and it didn't really come down it was just a few spots falling uh, in the pit lane that the drivers reported and you could see coming down uh, from from the press room windows that overlooks the pit lane uh, but basically it put everybody under a lot of pressure and there were offs galore fernando alonso uh, his tires a little bit cold made a mistake chucked it in for his first lap in q1 skated off into that same gravel behind the final corner 
change for this year. We the reason why we went out there in FP3 was to have a look at how things were looking. Those you know super high speed right uh, handers compared to the the Mickey Mouse chicane that made them slow. That was in between from previous years. Lewis Hamilton calling it the Mickey Mouse chicane. Seems a little bit harsh on the Disney character, but there we go. Um, yeah. Alonso off, Albon off at turn five. Nick de Vries was spinning constantly so much that he was asking his team what on earth was going on. That was at turn 11. Valtteri Bottas also had an off there. Uh, and basically, there was so much gravel on the track at various points, the FIA had to throw the red flag. Uh, so that stopped things for a little while. It meant, ultimately, Fernando Alonso would end up ninth because he damaged the floor. Not enough time to repair that fully. Uh, and so the Aston Martin did what they could, but he wasn't the pole threat we had been expecting. Um, so, yeah you know we'll, we'll go on we'll go on i think uh, a little bit to talk about uh talk about that uh, um, you know the, what the, the bigger impact of the later sessions but the other story in q1 was charles leclerc eliminated in 19th you know from pole here last year he had that spin coming out of the slow chicane last year then nailed it back for pole when ferrari were, were in the fight with report at the front of the field now very much not but uh, at the time of recording, we haven't had a, a proper explanation from Ferrari about what exactly caused that, but Leclerc is adamant something wrong with his car, something affecting him going into left-hand corners because he said the right-hand side corners the, or the right turn, the right the right-handers essentially felt the same as they did in FP3. So he was very confused about that. Uh, changed tyres. It wasn't nothing to do with like an out-of-balance tyre set or anything. No, it was definitely uh, something mechanically wrong with the car. That's what he's what he's suggesting. You know, we'll have that confirmed by Ferrari on Autosport.com. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the weather. That was. Q1, then more interesting things happened. In Q2, the upsets continued. Uh, two big things happening with Sergio Perez being eliminated and the Mercedes drivers coming to blow on the main straight. Alex, let's start with uh, picking apart Perez's afternoon. Yes, Sergio Perez, another terrible qualifying for him. This world title fight that was being talked about a few uh, races ago, really people were getting ahead of themselves. You know, Perez, good on street tracks, let himself down so badly in Monaco with that Q1 crash. He's come back to a, you know the first real normal circuit of the year since Bahrain, and even that has got the really abrasive surface. So it's hardly a, uh, it's, it's, it's it's always called an outlier track. Uh, back at a purpose-built facility, the first really high-speed stuff of the season, and he's just really blotted his coffee book. He's he's not his coffee book. That's definitely not a thing. His copy book. Uh, I'm sure there are lots of lovely books about coffee, but uh, but copy book is the one I was going for there. Um, yeah, Perez uh, Perez just hasn't looked, you know, anywhere like getting near Verstappen's level so far this weekend. And then, you know, push came to shove in Q2 because of the sort of uh, the, the, the threat of the rain, the, the, the slipperiness of the surface. You know, some curbs and lines were still very wet from FP3 and the little bit of rain at the start of Q1. So the teams were sending the cars out to do a lot of laps, fueled for, for various points. And the, 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 the track was rubbering in a lot as well because that had been washed away in the wet. The F2 race was wet. They laid down a lot of different rubber, you know, effects and the impact of what the F1 cars had done in FP1 and FP2. Um, so yeah, Perez uh, out you know, towards the end of uh, Q2, pushing to really get his final lap there uh, in, and he skated off into the gravel at Turn 5, just touched the curves with his right side tyres, and that was it, straight off. He's lucky to get uh, out of that gravel trap. He's told, you know, you've got enough time for another lap, you've got enough fuel for another lap. He charged his battery, he went again, he set three personal bests, and it wasn't good enough, Nico Hulkenberg squeaking in ahead of him. So yeah, really, really poor from Perez. Um, I mean, having said that, uh, a couple of the drivers uh, we'll come on to talk to you later on, Carlos Sainz and uh, Landon Ice, adamant that Sergio Perez will still finish second in this race with Verstappen winning. Uh, but we'll talk about the race later, I'm sure. And on to the Mercedes pair. 
Well, it wasn't quite Barcelona 2016 with Lewis Hamilton going onto the grass uh, under pressure from Rosberg and the two taking each other out to tee up Max Verstappen's first uh, Grand Prix win. Yeah, not quite as extreme as that, but still uh, uh, sort of a headline grabbing coming together. So Alex, just take us through that one, please. Bit of a miscommunication, George Russell not really understanding uh, where Lewis Hamilton was on the track. He sort of, you know, was, was passing a Ferrari, getting himself, uh, that was Carlos Sainz, because Leclerc was out. Russell getting himself prepared. Hamilton, they're both starting flying laps. Hamilton got an amazing toe. Nobody really sort of expected that. I don't think Hamilton did in a way, but obviously he was, you know, he was like, I'm coming by. George has been a bit slow. What's going on here? Russell moved over on him and it was nearly a, a plane crash accident. I and mean, then it was pretty, it was pretty shocking. And obviously teammates there, I think uh, Russell has apologised. He's shaken Hamilton's hand. He's held his hand up. You know, I didn't see him. He was warned by the team, but it all a big mess from Mercedes and really could have been really, really serious. Fortunately, it wasn't. Uh, Hamilton and got away with it, uh, or well, you know, got away with uh, without with minimal damage. His front wing on the right hand side uh, was was shorn off. That obviously changed between Q2 and Q3. He was easily through to Q3. Russell, however, not. Uh, he looked all at sea. Said he was pretty much throughout that session. He was still going reasonably quickly, but you know, the, the incident with Hamilton at the end just left with him with not enough time to put in a decent lap. So, yeah, uh, tricky for Mercedes. You know, they've got these upgrades here. They're absolutely adamant. They have improved things for them, but. Not not to the level of beating Red Bull, but uh, yeah, just definitely you know the sort of worst nightmare thing to see if you're uh, if you're Total Wolf and a team boss, your two cars colliding. And then finally, we get into Q3 with Max Verstappen taking pole position. But there was a bit of an atypical journey to that result, wasn't there? Yeah, it was certainly a strange-looking uh, Q3. You know, obviously we've had uh, a few races where you know, like, think back to Australia, doing lots and lots of laps because they were you know worried about rain and things like that, and just getting bank collapse in and stuff. But here. Is there were there were two clear runs for all the cars that make Q3 except Alonso because Aston wanted to give him enough time to work on his floor to maybe try to make some fixes there. Nico Hulkenberg only given one run uh, for Haas on new tyres at the end of Q3. He ran sort of offset ahead of the rest, so he ran a couple of minutes to go uh, there. Did a very very good job, very good job. Shuffled back eventually, but uh, but yeah, Red Bull sent Max Verstappen out straight away on the soft tyres for his first run. Everybody else, all the rest apart from those two that, that were in the garage at the time, Hulkenberg and Alonso, they were out on used tyres. And Verstappen blitzed to the time. They got in pole position, 1 minute 12.272. Uh, pretty impressive lap time. Verstappen said he was barely pushing Q1 and Q2 to get there. A little bit of a, a, a deliberate dig at Perez or a subtle dig at Perez, don't know there. But anyway, he certainly felt he wasn't even trying until he got into Q3, delivered that lap time. Uh, and basically, we're, we're, we understand that, that the discussion with Red Bull was that uh, Red Bull didn't even want to send him out for a, for, a, for a final go. It was Verstappen's insistence that he could find a lot more lap time, that he wanted to go again. Red Bull said, okay, fine, but he was running at the back of the pack. If none of the others are threatening you for pole, we're bringing you in because Verstappen is saying they want to save the tyres for tomorrow. They're just, we're going to get onto that talk about the race and the strategy. Uh, in a few moments but it is a little bit you know tough on tough on tyres the wet weather may be coming into it as well so they might need those soft tyres you know for a, for a short run at the end so um, yeah definitely definitely a lot to think about for Red Bull but it was a bit unfortunate because essentially uh, with Verstappen in command you know he was 9 tenths clear after that first run it was looking all really really good Hamilton is closest challenger at that stage he then Lewis Hamilton put on soft tyres fresh new uh, soft tyres uh, as did the rest uh, Hamilton set a personal best lap but only good enough uh, for fifth uh, and then Carlos Sainz ended up second he uh, produced a really good lap you know Ferrari struggling here quite a lot because Sainz says their car has just been poor in higher speed corners all season long they're searching for the sweet spot in terms of setup with these new upgrades and and, and it's that's made the weekend uh, very complex for them and then obviously we've got uh, 
investigate this Leclerc problem now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Science brilliant to end up second, his best result in front of his home crowd. I think he'd really, really love to be on the podium here tomorrow. But the bigger shock, Lando Norris, third for McLaren. I mean, he. I asked him about this in the press conference. You know, in FP3, he was the first one out there on the Inters midway through the session when it was raining. He was the first one to go to slicks towards the end of FP3. I said, you know, did that just give you confidence? He was like, no, that's just something I like to do. Maybe it would have given me a bit of an edge, you know, making a transition from Inters to slicks. Had qualifying been wet, you know, maybe with the race to come, wet weather impacting that, that might give him a little edge. That sort of explains that. But really just shock is what he said. He did not expect that, was fearing he might get out. Out in go out in Q1 because um, essentially uh, uh, McLaren, uh, Norris said, it had had its worst uh, FP1 since Bahrain when obviously things everything went wrong there that weekend uh, for McLaren. So uh, so yeah, the, the progress they've made for there from there really really shocked the team because Norris insists they didn't change anything. There's no big upgrades here for McLaren. It's just um, it's just essentially this track suits their car much better than the rest and the conditions came to them so the cooler temperatures um, Norris saying helping today but really key is the high speed corners so we're talking turn three turn nine uh, and the final two corners that's where also Verstappen was brilliant that's where he's as I asked him about you know where was your pole position lap good Verstappen replied saying this in the press conference afterwards uh, Verstappen replied saying look um the high speed stuff you know he, he really gained time uh, at the high speed corners early in the lap and then was just able to to ease his way around to the rest of it but uh, but yeah that's where the mclaren is strong you know we've talked about them having a drag problem downforce levels things like that it just you know it, it was it's always better suited to that stuff the trouble is is there isn't actually that much of it on the calendar so anyways uh, british fans supporting lando norris and mclaren at silverstone you would expect logically unless it's roasting hot and that you know throws the tires out of whack uh, that, uh, that, that McLaren should be doing uh, very well there based on what we've seen today and, and Norris uh, saying that as well today so yeah that's uh, that's that's Norris on his way uh, getting third position behind Sainz Verstappen uh, was running at the back of the pack as Red Bull had suggested he would be and indeed as soon as they saw that no one was going to threaten him for pole they called him in it was a bit of a shame really because I think you know he, he insists that he got to turn 10 yes he was slower in the first sector than his personal best but he insists that um, he was up by the time he got to turn 10 that left hand long hairpin at the end of the second sector and that he would have gone on to improve pole position I said you know did you take that final corner flat ever because that was a little discussion we had 
having in the press room would anybody be brave enough to do it considering the history of big shunts at the high speed uh, final corner there before it was changed back in 2007 but Verstappen said no unfortunately just didn't didn't get the chance to try it maybe he would have had he been allowed to uh, finish his Q3 lap but anyway never got the chance to see it Verstappen did say however that with the rate of progress currently seeing with these 2023 uh, F1 cars going to 2024 he would expect next year the drivers will be taking those final two corners absolutely flat out so hopefully that'll be nice and exciting uh, but yeah that's why he's pulled in the pits uh, celebrating there and it just looked so straightforward for him and then Pierre Gasly qualified fourth for Alpine, but is currently under investigation for impeding both Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen separately in Q1. Quite the uh, double whammy. At the time of the recording, we don't have an outcome for that investigation, so please check autosport.com for the latest on uh, Gasly's fate. And then finally, Alex, what kind of race can we expect tomorrow? Yeah, well, there's two things, really. First of all, let's talk about the, the wet weather. As we said, you know, it was predicted to impact things today, and it did, maybe not to the extent that some people were hoping for, or some people were expecting, but it definitely appeared. And the same is true tomorrow. You know, there's a lot of suggestions that the grid, sort of the, the 45 minutes hour leading up to the race, the long-term forecast suggesting that's when uh, rain might arrive, that really will shake things up because this track, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a tricky track at the best of times to, to you know, in, in fully dry conditions to drive for the drivers that's why they actually quite like it here I know of course it doesn't historically produce very exciting racing but they enjoy it because it really tests them that high speed stuff and medium speed corners extra tricky in the wet so if it is wet who knows it might change the result from the form book 2023 suggesting and Red Bull domination it could do that Equally, we might see a Verstappen wet weather masterclass. He's really, really good in the wet. So, uh, so yeah, I don't just just intrigued to see what happens there. But also, as ever with wet weather, this can be a bit of a hiding to nothing, even talking about it, because uh, you know often uh, often it never arrives. But let's assume that that does happen, that it is a dry race. And again, it's just it's just not good news for anyone hoping for a non uh, Red Bull victory or you know the neutral fan expecting a good race. Essentially, based on the pace seen in FP2, Max Verstappen is in on another planet as one team insider. Uh, put it to me uh, that uh, the, his soft tyre pace on high fuel late in FP2 you know he's half a second quicker every lap uh, than the best that the Ferraris could manage Lando Norris is not confident about maintaining third he thinks he's going to go backwards Carlos Sainz says that Sergio Perez is going to come forwards from 11th and finish second in a Red Bull 1-2 um, but essentially he's just looking crushing for uh, Red Bull and in fact um, someone even suggested to me yesterday that Verstappen at the pace advantage he's got could afford to one stop while the rest will be four to two stop and Verstappen would still win Norris joking in his press session that McLaren might end up being lapped twice that's how quick Red Bull are the big sort of unsaid bit so far is turn one it's a very very long run down there you know um, Carlos Sainz has the opportunity to attack although he said really if you really want to get a good uh, get a good move in going into turn one you need to be starting third maybe Norris has an opportunity uh, because of the toe factor because you know the racing line is on that side of the grid and therefore if you start on those uh, first third fifth positions you get a better launch so yeah, anything can happen though, and I think it's nice. Science gets uh, the the sniff of an opportunity to attack this happen. He he should, and he says that he so, you know he's just he would give it everything. Um, the Red Bull really should come by because of its straight line speed uh, pace compared to the Ferrari. But uh, Ferrari has been running lower downforce. That means lower drag. Potentially there could there could be a chance there for Science, but it's unlikely. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the summary. Hopefully it will be a good Spanish Grand Prix. History suggests, unfortunately, it won't be. But nevertheless, uh, we hope you enjoy watching it. We hope you enjoy listening to this. Thanks very much for listening to the Autosport Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.